Okay, I just prayed, but let's pray again. Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing upon us today. We thank you that you have brought us together here by the power of your Holy Spirit that we might learn to live in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. For it is in his name we pray. Amen. So in the second lesson today, well, let me get to that in a minute. Um, First of all, it's Father's Day, as we've mentioned a couple of times. And uh, I I find uh, the Holy Spirit at work just to remind us that uh, throughout most of the Old Testament, um, the the Spirit is, is seen as a feminine witness and part of God. So today, when we read from Proverbs, did you notice that wisdom... Um, the wisdom of God uh, is depicted as what? A woman who calls. So guys, when your wife tells you that uh, she's all, she has more wisdom than you, uh, that's biblical. So no arguing. <laughs> um, Sophia. Sophia is the name. Uh, Lady Wisdom. And, uh, but but the idea here is that that, that actually counters um, with the, uh, d- that passage from Proverbs today that we read about wisdom, Lady Wisdom, Sophia, being with God to create all that was in the very beginning. That that is where the, the Gospel writer John picked up on that in terms of Logos. Jesus, the Word, present at creation, becomes flesh in Jesus Christ. It's God's action in creation that has always been part of this. And so, it's not male or female, it's both and. And God is present in all of us. God is at work in all of us. He's not restricted to any one place. I find that so beautiful that that is not something we came up with today. (laughs) It's in the language of the Scriptures written thousands of years ago. God is present in all of us and at work in all of us. Now I want to jump to uh, that Romans passage that that is one of my favorite passages. Um, where you get this pattern. As a guy, um, the pattern of suffering produces character, or produces endurance, and and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. I love that. I love that that passage because it tells us uh, a little bit about the hard work that is involved with growth. I don't think we realize that, so uh, uh, we think about that enough today. That uh, in our current world, suffering is something we're all trying to avoid. I think that's not a current thing. I think that's always been something we've tried to avoid. But avoiding suffering is impossible, isn't it? Has anyone succeeded in avoiding suffering? Yeah, see? We all suffer. How do you suffer? is a different question. 
Because not all suffering produces endurance, does it? Sometimes it defeats us. So when Paul talks about this, we should be clued in from the very beginning that he's not talking about this in our own strength. He started by, by talking about faith. And that it's in faith, the faith that comes to us in Christ Jesus, the faith that is given to us by the Holy Spirit, the faith that God uh, longs for us to have, to trust in His strength, in God's strength, more than our own. The faith that trusts that God is with us in our suffering allows us to endure. It's not that we just say, well, I'm going to go out and look for some more suffering so that I can get stronger. No. I I used to think that way in uh, my younger days. I don't look for that anymore. But I know that when it comes, God will be with me in it. Sometimes it's the suffering that reminds me that God is with me uh, along the road. Have you had that experience? where everything's going great and you start to feel like, wow, I've really got a handle on life. And, and uh, things, are, things are looking up and your, your plans are coming together and everything uh, seems like it's shaping up beautifully and you start to get more and more built up and proud about how great you're doing, right? And then what inevitably happens? Train wreck. Something happens that throws all of those plans off and, we, and I come to a screeching halt. And I go, and, and when I come to that screeching halt, what do I do as a person of faith? I pray. I call out to God. If, if that suffering didn't come, <laughs> what would happen? The longer I go, sometimes with success after success after success after success, the more I forget where that comes from. At least for me. Some of you are better at this than me. But I, I, I struggle with that. It's suffering sometimes that reminds me, ah, I'm not in this alone. And I don't have the strength to do this myself. I need God's help to endure, to walk, to grow, and to, and to be anchored to something that's real, something bigger than me, something bigger than my own understanding, as we talked with the kids about. But there's a line in this that I think is also the most unbelievable line in this uh, passage. And it comes after we get to hope. Because it always kind of hits me. Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. And say it with me. And hope does not disappoint us. Really? Really? Anyone hear that and go, really? (laughs) What do you mean hope doesn't disappoint us? 
I watch in our current world today, and I, and I hear this, uh, in, I see it in myself, I see it in those around me, I see it in my kids, I see it in everybody. When we hope for something, we're always doing what? We're, always, we're hopeful for it, but we're always kind of hedging our bets, right? We're always like, well, but I would settle for this, but I'm really hoping for that. You feel that? That's a, that's a uh, it's, it's not a bad thing. Right? A, a dose of reality as we go for our hopes is important. The recognition that, that if we don't achieve our goal, that we won't fall apart is important. But sometimes it feels like hope lets us down, doesn't it? And that's because we talk about hope in a different way than the Bible does. When Paul uses the word hope here, it's not your dreams apart from God. It's not your uh, wishes and desires. It's not, uh, this is the goal that I've set for my summer. Uh, That's not the hope that he's talking about. The hope that he's talking about is not even a future thing. He says, hope does not disappoint us. And the tense is present, not future. Not hope will not disappoint us. Hope does not disappoint us. It's about a current thing that is present to you now. And what is that hope? That hope is the very faith that we've been talking about already. That hope is the very reality that in all that we are, in all that we experience, in everything that we go through, God is continually present and working with us through us and for us. That there is no amount of suffering or endurance or character building that will get you to a point where God says, well, you're beyond me. (laughs) You're on your own now. No. We are always growing into more of an understanding that God will not let us go. Hope. That is our hope. My hope is this crystal clear and simple. And when you get me to the places of deepest suffering, I will tell you that my faith, the only reason I stand here as a pastor today is because of the deepest struggle I ever had in faith and the realization that God would not let me go even when I wanted to run away. that there was nothing I could do that would stop God from pursuing me. That's honestly why I quit trying to be something else and ended up being who I am. And God knows who you are. Will we continue to resist and say, no, God, I have a better plan? Or will we trust 
that in the midst of our suffering, our endurance, and our character building, the hope that is there says, in all of that, you have always known me. And you know and hold and comfort and heal and forgive and call. That's my hope. It's not, I, it's not the same as I hope someday I don't have to worry about what I spend on my groceries. It's I, I have hope because whether I have much or hardly any, the God who is bigger than my understanding holds me as he holds you. And that God has joined us together. That God is the one who gives us hope that endures. Amen.